the average human being walking around is like a silo of contained emotions that we've been holding on to since we were children. That's Max Strom. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. I am grateful for you tuning in with me today as we have returning speaker, personal transformational coach and mindfulness and breathwork teacher, Max Strom, returning to the show. And he is here to give us a wake-up call as he discusses the complexities of of our mental and emotional well-being. Here's Max Strom. Enjoy. Now, one of the metrics that we can measure happiness with, which hasn't been discussed yet, I believe, is how many people are medicating themselves for emotions. In other words, how many people in our society do you think are medicating themselves for depression, for anxiety, for sleep dysfunction. These things. Because if someone goes to a physician and says, I have panic attacks, I don't know what to do, that person is not happy. Or if they say, I'm depressed all the time, I don't know what to do, that's not happy. So this is, to me, one of the metrics where we can actually measure if people are happy or not. Now, thank God we live in a time when we have these medications, if you really need them, that's good. But I haven't met anybody who wants to live on medication the rest of their life. Have you? Who says, this is how I want to live permanently. And it's funny about um, anxiety and depression is sometimes we talk about it almost like we caught it on vacation. We, we were in a strange place and I, I caught anxiety. I came home with anxiety. It's not a communicable disease. We, if you look back in your life, you know why you have it. It's not a mystery. So in the United States, we have about 25 to 30 percent of people taking these medications. As I understand it, in the, the major industrial cities in the world, it's the same. It's the same here. In fact, I believe that statistics are slightly higher here. Now, what is happening at the same time is this information technology explosion, which we've been hearing about this weekend, which is astonishing. And biomedicine is exploding, neuroscience exploding, and, and this is going to bring many blessings with it. It's going to heal many people. For example, I understand that maybe in 20 years, if I have a heart attack, I can get a brand new heart made from my own cells. Have you heard this? This is astonishing. And they'll probably print it in a 3D printer. But here's the difference. If the pump 
is finished and they can print me a, a new heart, that's fantastic. But if my heart is broken, will biomedicine be able to fix this? You see the difference? No matter what we do with science, we are still emotional beings. I love my GPS. It gets me through the city. But it doesn't help navigate me through my life. Science serves us. We have to make sure it continues to serve us, and we don't serve it, especially around the subject of happiness. We need to find what is most meaningful to us, or we will not be happy no matter how many new apps they make for it. There are so many geniuses here at this summit, and I hear them talking, and they're all creating different apps for this, this, to hack happiness. But one of the things that prevents us from being happy is that we are carrying with us unreconciled emotions. Unreconciled, unfinished, incomplete. You know what I mean. The average human being walking around is like a silo of contained emotions that we've been holding on to since we were children. Remember, I was mentioning anxiety. We know where it comes from. We hold in us our past, and we are taught, especially men, we are taught, to suppress our emotions. We are taught only certain emotions are tolerable, or excuse me, socially acceptable, such as anger. It's somewhat socially acceptable. Tears are not. We still live like it's the 1400s, where if a man shows tears, it's shameful. He's weak. I might fail. This goes back a thousand years during a different time, a different place. It is dangerous to our health, to not express our feelings. Because if we suppress, and we suppress, and when I say suppress, what am I talking about? I'm talking about someone passes away that you love, and you push it down. You go through a divorce, and you push it down. You go bankrupt, and you push it down. What, what do you think happens to all those feelings? The body remembers, they stay in our body, we know. The body knows. And there is an interesting emotion that starts to display itself when you suppress all of these feelings for so many years. You know what it's called? It's called anxiety. This is one of the chief causes of anxiety. The suppression, long-term, of anger, grief, and other emotions that we have pushed down. I see this every week in my workshops when I teach people breath work. And breath work is one of the things that we can do every day that once you learn, is free, that helps us to not accumulate emotions. It's such an interesting subject, you know. Even when I speak in front of corporations. I'll stand in front of a group of CEOs, even, and I'll bring up the subject of grief, and everybody becomes very quiet. Because so many of us are living an unsustainable life. 
a completely unsustainable life. We, we want a, a sustainable planet, I agree, 100%. A sustainable environment, yes, please, I'm with you. What about a sustainable body? What about a sustainable home? So to me, these are the subjects that I work with people on. Because it's actually not that difficult, we just haven't been taught. Let me give you an example. If when you were a child, I'm talking to you now, if when you were a child or a teenager, were you given a handbook on how to deal with your emotions, grief, what happens if your friend's mother dies? Were you taught any of this? Raise your hand if you were taught this. This is normal. In about a, a, every group, one hand, two hands go up. They had extraordinary parents or went to an extraordinary school. The rest of us, we have no idea. No idea. We have, in, the, in the house somewhere, you probably have a first aid book. You know, what you do if you cut yourself. But nobody has a little handbook on what do you do if your parent dies. If, if your pet dies, if your friend's child dies. Let me give you an example. I was giving a talk just recently, like this. And afterward, a couple came up to me, a man and woman, about 35 years old. And they said, thank you so much for talking about this. We lost our one-year-old boy last year, our one-year-old child, died in an accident. We had him in childcare in the day, and he died there. They said after he died, 50% of our friends stopped calling us. 50%. They said not only did we now grieve our son, we grieved our friends. Astonishing, isn't it? Now you might think, well, they weren't really friends. I don't agree. I think they probably were good friends and loved them very much, but they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to say, so they stayed away. So this creates what? A sense of isolation. Now, if you talk to therapists, counselors, what they'll tell you these days is the number one complaint is a sense of isolation. That's interesting, isn't it? Aren't we all connected now? Aren't we all connected? Why would we feel isolated? Because this is not connection. This is scratching the surface of connection. It's good. I used my cell phone this morning. I sent a text this morning for things like, what time is the car coming? Text message is great. But my mother died last night. This is not a good use of text message. So people are using text, social media more and more, and they're feeling more and more isolated. More and more isolated. Isolation, one of the major causes of anxiety. Anxiety, remember, isolation and the suppression of emotions. And what you have is anxiety. It's a chronic problem. Big thanks to Max Strom for stopping by. His website is 
maxstrom.com. His Instagram is maxstromofficial. His YouTube is also maxstromofficial. And his latest book is entitled, There is No App for Happiness, Finding Joy and Meaning in the Digital Age with Mindfulness, Breathwork, and Yoga. And if you'd like to check out some of the previous episodes that we've had and featured on the show, you can go back and check out episodes 417 or 228. And I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled WGS 17 Sessions. Wake up call with Max Strom. And if you are enjoying the show, please give it a follow or leave a rating and review on either Apple Podcast or Spotify Podcast. As always, I appreciate you for it. And that is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a balanced rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.